such sights to show you. So I don't think we've talked in, uh, since like right before Halloween. What have you guys been up to? We had a great Halloween. Um, yeah. My friend, my friends Adam and Kevin always do a big Halloween party, which is a little bittersweet for me because I love going to their parties, but it means that I don't get to do a big Halloween party for all of our friends. But that's okay. Yeah. They go really hard though. So this year was a Stephen King themed party. Nice. And each section of the house was like a different Stephen King story. So the when you walked up to their house, it was like pet cemetery in the front yard. Oh shit. And then wow. they have this like enclosed kind of porch area, which they filled with red helium balloons for it. Um so you we threw all of these balloons to get to the house. And you uh, go through the front door and you're in The Shining in the Overlook. Oh, damn. Um, So they had like the Overlook carpet and they had the picture of Jack Nicholson um, in the past. Like he's always been here up on the wall. And they had a a typewriter on the um, on their kitchen table for like it was full of the um, all work and no play papers and and then in the kitchen, they did a prom scene for Carrie. Did anybody get a bucket of blood tom- dumped on them? No, unfortunately oh. not. And the joke was also that it was filled with red glitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had like a great photo op with like prom night and all of the um, the like aluminum foil stars that they have in the movie. Um, oh, wow. And then a bucket on the ceiling with like a big rope. Uh, they did a really great job. That's so cool. That that sounds like a lot of work. Yes, it was. <laughs> they really go all out. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, they always do it like they always have a really solid theme and then they make their costumes related to it. Um, so Adam was Danny from The Shining and then Kevin was um, Annie Wilkes from Missouri. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was very fun. How about you, Melissa? Yeah, we had fun. Uh, we did, you know, classic family Halloween trick-or-treating we've talked about on the show how my town does halloween uh the weather was kind of crappy it was like it was really weird it was like raining off and on the whole night Mm. but also kind of humid that sucks it was very odd weather yeah i expected it to be cold and like we were all bundled up and i had a big sweater on and i was sweating all night oh (laughs) But, you know, we did it anyway, and um, it kind of added a flair of humor to our costumes because uh, Max was Jason from part three, and um, I'm sure you guys saw pictures, but he even had this kind of, like, rubber, like, bald head underneath his mask, so he looked like this, like, (laughs) really unnerving kind of, like, big bulbous head on a little kid's body. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then I was I was Pamela Voorhees, so I had a little blue sweater and everything. And then Ryan was a character named Roy who pretends to be Jason. Um, so if you don't know any different, he looks like a different Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's not really Jason. So Max spent the whole evening like correcting random strangers who walked past us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it's little Jason. That's not Jason. That's Roy. <laughs> like, okay. <good> day. <laughs> um. But it was funny because we had to carry umbrellas with us. And so Max would go up to the doors to trick or treat and his dad would be standing back on the sidewalk um, in the one piece overalls and Jason mask and bald head holding a big red umbrella over his head. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. And the town still did the parade. We all stood out in the rain and watched the parade. Um, And that, that was it. And, you know, they had a, he had a, a parade at school that day, so I went to the school parade, which was very different than the nighttime parade. I bet. He did not wear Jason costume to school, obviously. Mm-hmm. What did he wear to school then? Uh, he was a little Minecraft. He had, he had like, blue, like, diamond Minecraft armor. Oh, cool, cool. So, yeah, and he did his little stiff, robotic Minecraft march around the gym. Because, <laughs> you know, he's very accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a method actor. He is, he is. So it was fun. It was a fun, like, you know, low-key kind of family family uh, Halloween. Nice. What'd you do, Jackie? Well, you guys are in Texas, right? Yeah, we had to go out to Texas that weekend. Um, a couple of our friends got married that weekend, so we went out to Houston. Our flight out there was bizarre and a nightmare. Let me just tell you about this travel day. So I don't usually get worked up about plane travel. It's 
typically one of my favorite ways to travel because, you know, you're there fast and you get to go and soar through the air like man was not supposed to do, which I think is kind of cool. It's fun and fancy and exciting. Right. So we had a layover in Atlanta, you know, two flights out there from Savannah, Atlanta, Atlanta to Houston. That should not have taken very long. Mm -mm. Both of these fucking flights were delayed because of weather. Um, And then both of them were delayed at least 45 minutes each because different people got sick on each of these flights. Oh, no. Violently ill to the point that fire trucks rolling up to the plane to get these people off of the plane. And then like facility services had to come out and clean up where these people were sick. Oh. So like the flight before you that happened on the no. flight. Oh, like on you were our plane. On the plane. Both of the planes. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. And they didn't they didn't get people off of the planes. They like let us sit there while they oh, Jesus. pulled these people off and cleaned everything up and everything. Oh gross. It was they were they were like barfing on the plane. We, I mean, I I guess I didn't like physically see them do the barfing. Like there was Thank like God. <laughs> talk about it going on, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, it was so bizarre. Like two separate people and two different planes. Like these, there was no connection between these people. Hmm. But the way it was happening and the way it was like kind of hushed, but also secrets kind of flying around about it. I'm like. This is the fucking start of a zombie apocalypse right here. Oh, it absolutely is. This is how a horror movie starts right here. And then on the um, flight between Atlanta and um, Houston, we hit such a fucking patch of weather. Like, I'm not the kind of person that gets spooked over a little turbulence in the air. I'm not, I'm not going to clutch my pearls at a little bit of bumpiness, you know, but... The plane dipped so hard. There was a zero G moment for a couple seconds. If uh, if we had been able to eat that day, which we did not, because the planes were so delayed, we were mm-hmm. rushing through the airport. It I I w- it would have been like coming up at that point. Like it was, it was bonkers. That I really thought awful. the oxygen mask masks were gonna fall down and everything. Like it was, it was a lot. Did you happen to look at the flight attendants when the plane was bouncing up and down? They were nowhere to be seen. Oh, that's even worse. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Because it's like, if there's turbulence, you just look at them and like, as long as they aren't freaking out, it's fine. Right. But they, no, they weren't even, like, there was no fucking flight attendants out in the aisles at all. I'm sure that they didn't have a very fun time that day. Yeah. (laughs) It was wild. It was a hard day on the job. So that was the day before Halloween. So then uh, on actual Halloween, like we actually brought costumes with us so that we can go out and, you know, have some semblance of Halloween out in Houston somewhere. But after that, we're like, fuck this. We're going to we're going to get some tacos. We're going (laughs) to hang out in the hotel, Mm -hmm. not get out of pajamas and just watch horror movies literally all day. So that was my Halloween. (laughs) Don't you remember the strain TV show? That's how it started out. All the vampires were on the plane. I actually didn't watch that. I, I watched like maybe an episode or two of that, but I did listen to all of the audiobook because Ron Perlman uh, narrates that. Oh, <laughs> dang. I have those books. I think it's a trilogy, I want to say. Yeah. Um, I have those saved in my like books to buy list. But now that I know it's a great audiobook. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's it's definitely worth listening to. We actually listened to it um, one year when a hurricane hit us and we were without uh, power for a week. That was our entertainment mm-hmm. for, <laughs> for the week. Oofa doofa. Yeah. So that was fun. And then uh, just last night, there's a, uh, there's a zombie in the corner of my living room. It's something I never really think about. Uh, he's just always been there. Um, but people, when they come over... The, some some of them get a little bit upset by him, I guess. So, okay, wait. When you say that there's a zombie in your living room. He's a six-foot-tall zombie. Okay. Paint me a word picture. He he just stands there. His name is Henry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you nice to Henry? Because we all know what happens when you're mean to a... Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> totally 
totally nice to him. Um, he actually has a skeleton friend right now, and they hang out. Oh, best friends. Yeah, we dress him up for holidays sometimes. Like around Easter, he's got this huge, creepy bunny mask that he wears and, uh, <laughs> you know, shit like that. Um, he's got a witch hat on right now since, you know, it was just Halloween. Uh, Henry was our unofficial official zombie walk mascot back when Drew and I um, were organizing the Asheville zombie walk. Mm-hmm. And so he's he's been with us since then. And uh, he's moved around a lot. He's part of the family. Yeah. So he, what he actually is, is a huge animatronic butler, uh, like a creepy butler that holds a tray and stuff. Oh, yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. My old partner, uh, a zombie walk partner, Dan, put a zombie mask on him. And it's like totally, oh, shit. What is the pet zombie guy's name? Bub? Yeah, it's a it's a totally a bub kind of zombie mask. He's even got, he's got like a chain around his neck and everything. Oh, oddly enough, the the butler underneath is a lot creepier than the zombie. But uh, so last night we're like sitting around watching something and we hear a couple of squeaks and we're like, "What is that? Is that your chair? What is that fucking noise?" And we're like looking around, can't find anything, and we we ignore it and go back to what we're watching. And then a little bit later. A couple more squeak squeak in the corner there and I'm like what is that by is that by Henry is he like what's going on here look around his feet nothing over there his skeleton friends being perfectly fine like <laughs> nothing seems out of the ordinary um now living in this kind of house we do here is, I mean it's a hundred year old house in the Victorian district in one of the oldest cities in the country like you, you, there are certain things you cannot escape in this particular climate. Okay. So the squeaking happens again. And, um, Drew like goes to take care of some bunnies and I get like really detective-y about it. And I go over to Henry and I'm like poking and prodding at him and something falls out of him. It's a fucking mouse. There is a fucking <laughs> mouse in my zombie. In the, <laughs> a mouse in my zombie in my living room. And I, I I didn't think I'd ever say these words together, first of all. Like, these are definitely words I never thought I would string together into a sentence. But there's a fucking mouse living in my zombie. And I don't know how to handle this. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, like no. to borrow my cat <laughs> i literally said to drew earlier i don't want to get a cat oh <laughs> like, like my my allergies are suffering enough right now can we please not deal with getting a cat <laughs> i've had mice in my house too but it's been quite the opposite um i found a headless mouse outside my back door yesterday <laughs> in my laundry room and max and i discovered a dead mouse um in the hallway, randomly in the middle of the house, uh, last tonight when we were getting ready to go to bed, just a random <laughs> dead mouse on the floor. So it's Vader's so been leaving his gifts all over the place. <laughs> that happens too often for you. <laughs> it's it's a new thing because we recently moved all the cat boxes out to the garage and like put a cat door in the the door that goes out. So now he has access to the mice. Yeah. So now like he hangs out in the garage hunting things and brings them in the house and leaves them for us. Like, great. <laughs> so he's like, you guys thought you forgot about me. Let mm-hmm. me remind you. <laughs> yeah. We're going to need to borrow Vader a little bit here. <laughs> he's a good mouser. I won't say that he will kill them quickly. He does like to carry them around the house and play with them for quite a while. It's pretty disgusting, but <laughs> All right, let's hear some recommendations here. <laughs> Sierra, what have what have you been into lately? I went and saw Doctor Sleep this weekend. Ooh, how's that? Uh, it was really good. Um, I was expecting it to be um, great because it was done by the same folks who did um, uh, House on Haunted Hill. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of his name. And I'm not doing a great job of it, but Mike Flanagan, there it is. Um, so he, I already feel like he can do a great job, like adapting a book and keeping the spirit of it and the heart of it, but then adding, adding to the story and creating a story that's completely, completely new. 
I totally forgot he was doing it. I know. And so like that's that's a good sign. And obviously like doing a, sh- a sequel to The Shining is sounds like a really bad idea. Um but I think he did a really great job of honoring the book and the movie of The Shining and and walking the line between those two worlds and kind of like tying them together in a great way. Yeah. Um and Ewan McGregor did a wonderful job. He was very great to watch. Of course he did. As always. Yeah. Yeah. No surprise there. They did a really great job leaving out the things from the book that really didn't need to be in the movie and kind of simplifying the relationships. Um, And then the the endings are very different. And like classically, um, Stephen King can't write a good ending. Um, So the the movie (laughs) ending uh, lived a lot more in the world of the, the movie. And then, like the first half of the of Doctor Sleep was more in the world of the book. I think he does kind of fall apart in endings. Yeah, they made they made good fun of it in the second it. Yeah, yeah. I still need to watch it. I still haven't gotten to it. It's good, um, but yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. And it's not too too scary. There's maybe like one or two jump scares, um, but really, it's mostly just like creepy looking and like scary concepts. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that um, it was fun. Question that I know that somebody is going to inevitably have. Would it be the kind of movie that somebody who has never read or seen The Shining be able to watch standalone? Trying to think of why you would want to not see The Shining. Yeah. Um, I think it's totally fine if you don't read the books. Yeah, personally, I don't. I don't really see the appeal of not watching The Shining, but I, I just, I fuck it. I fucking know how this goes with people. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, you can, and I'm sure that you'd enjoy it because it's like cool to look at. Um, but the, the, the relationship with Jack and Danny and like how it's, I mean, it's talking about how like family trauma and alcoholism is passed down and like, that's kind of what haunts him. Um, I think that would be a lot less hard hitting if you didn't know um, about Jack um, Torrance and who he was really. Cause he, he shows up not to be too spoilery. He shows up in doctor sleep. Um, but I think you just wouldn't really understand who he is. And the, the one kind of weird thing that I am f- sure people will have a hard time with. I had a hard time with it, um, but got used to it eventually was that, they cast people who look like the actors from the first movie, um, from Stanley Kubrick's movie, and it's but they're just a little bit off. And like, of course, it's very hard to like be Jack Nicholson. Um, like anything you do is going to be kind of a bad impression of it. Uh, and so, like seeing these actors that are like so close, but then like not quite the the uh, characters you know them as is a little bit unnerving. Melissa, what have you been watching lately? Well, uh, I'll share one briefly that's not totally horror, but is, you know, I don't know, creepy, cool, creepy makeup. We went to see um, the latest um, Maleficent this weekend. Oh, cool. And re... re okay, words. We... Rewatched the first one <laughs> um, on Friday night because Max didn't remember it, and then we went to go see it on Saturday. Um, and it, it's pretty fun. I like I like those movies. I think those movies hold up really well. The special effects are fun, and the makeup is cool. Um, and I love seeing Angelina Jolie as a villain. She makes a really good villain. Villain-ish. The whole point of Maleficent is she's not actually a villain. Yeah. She's just a, she, you know, she's just an angry lady who's making some bad choices sometimes. That's all. She's just just a little bit wicked. Yeah. She gets she gets a little upset and her green magic goes crazy. And next thing you know, people are flying up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't mean it. Um, but in this one, we also get Michelle Pfeiffer alongside her. Um, so it's pretty it's pretty cool to see the two of them acting, you know, bitchy and devilish alongside each other. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's fun. And uh, we have started checking out the new Creep Show. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's some people that listen to this um, who used to watch the old Creep Show series. It's pretty old. I think it was out in the 80s. Um, but I watched it when I was a kid. 
And they basically decided to make a new version of it um, that's on the Shutter. I don't know. Is it an app program? Shutter program? Subscription yeah, service? Yeah, subscription service would be a good way to put it. Service, yeah. But Greg Nicotero is working on some of this, who's the guy nice. that does a lot of the makeup for Walking Dead and various other horror makeup. He's kind of a horror makeup great. But yeah, it's really cool. If you Did you guys ever watch any of the old Creep Show? Yes. The original series? Not like all, all of it, but... Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's different because it's that kind of like... The whole point is that it's based on the, these comic books and they, the little comic book stories kind of come to life. Um, and then you have the, the Crypt Keeper, the creepy guy who like kind of opens each show doing some silly, you know, humorous thing that relates to what's happening in the story. So cheesy. I yeah. love the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, he's cheesy. I don't, I will say I don't love the, the modern version of the Crypt Keeper. I don't oh, think yeah? he's, I don't think he's quite as creepy and cool as the old one. Oh. Yeah, he's a little he's a little like robotic looking, you know, a little too like special effectsy or something. Oh, that's a bummer. But the stories are cool and they remind me a lot of the original creep show. They're like, you know, some of them are are scarier than others. Some of them are sort of like just goofy, like uh evil dead type creepy stuff, you know. Uh, uh-huh. gory body horror kind of stuff, but not super scary. All of them usually have some kind of like, they feel like they're trying to like teach you a lesson, you know, some kind of morality lesson. Classic. Yeah. Um. So most of them, like they're fun to watch because you can just kind of sit and casually like watch them and they're not super intense or scary. Um. That being said, we were watching um an episode and um as he does a lot my husband falls asleep soon after we put something on <laughs> he insists on That's watching something and then like yeah and then like an episode yeah. like 15 minutes in he's snoring i'm like all right i guess i'm watching this now um, <laughs> so i was watching an episode i won't give too much away but it involved a broken elevator and a woman with a dead body Oh, fuck. Mm. <laughs> and i realized like halfway through the episode like my palms were sweaty and I, oh, and I was like holding my breath a little bit. So <laughs> oh no, oh, yeah, like, it got intense. And I was like, <gasps> and I'm looking next to you. I'm like, why is he sleeping? He's <laughs> sleeping right now. I'm so freaked out. <laughs> so some of them I can just laugh at and watch very casually, and then you know, and then a really good scary one will creep up on you, and uh, yeah, and throw you for a loop. But it's really good, and the the effects and stuff in it, the makeup and everything is is good and. It's definitely worth checking out. I think it's a fun thing to watch. Nice. Yeah. Creep show. Uh, so I started watching something recently that has been on um, our to-do or to watch list for quite some time. Uh, this was recommended to uh, me and Drew quite a while back by our friend Gentry. Uh, Los Spookies. Have either of you heard of it? I've heard of it. I haven't watched it yet. It sounds like a silly video game. It doesn't it? <laughs> Los spookies. It actually is quite silly. So it's about this group of friends in Mexico City who like to do spooky things. It starts with uh, this uh, one fellow who um, puts on a quinceanera for his, uh, I think it's either his sister or his cousin, uh, but she wants it to be um, really spooky. So he um, makes it so that there are like dis disembodied heads everywhere and like the cake is like guts and stuff and like blood everywhere and shit like that and headless people walking around and it's just really really cool and people are telling him well horror is obviously your passion so you should do something with that so he and his friends start getting together to put on um horror uh events basically and they get hired by very strange people for very strange purposes in their little horror business. And uh, the group of friends, they're hilarious. They're, they're wonderful. They're charming. Like the whole show is absolutely, it's, it's wonderful. I, I, I hear they're, they're getting a second season. There's only one season out right now. Yeah. Um, But it will, it will, 
pull you right into it. And uh, like we watched the first episode on a plane while we were sitting there waiting forever for it to take off. And we we're like, holy shit, how did we not watch this before? And then just immediately watched all of it within like a day as soon as we got the chance to. Um, but yeah, I I can't express to you two especially like how much you're gonna love this you're truly gonna love this show oh that's so good to hear this looks like it's an hbo show i think so is that right i i'm i'm really not sure i think so i feel like i just yeah i just googled it and i think it came up as an hbo show which is is impressive yeah hbo i only know about this show because the writer creator i'm not sure if she's one of the actors in it um but she was hosting Chris Gethard Presents, which is a new show that Chris Gethard is doing um, since the Chris Gethard show is no is no more. Um, but she did a really she was super funny on it. And so I was like, oh, and it's a spooky thing. Of course, I'll love it. But I just haven't started yeah, watching right? it yet. Seriously, you're going to love it. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, and the other thing I've been watching recently is uh, the second season of Castle Rock. Uh, this is if you haven't. Uh, started watching it yet is basically a prequel to misery set in castle rock and it has shit what is her name (laughs) i always forget her name only when i'm trying to think of it the actress that lizzie kaplan yeah that's it (laughs) (laughs) so it has a lizzie kaplan playing a young annie wilkes in let me tell you she's amazing at it she is absolutely incredible mm-hmm. as a psychotic young annie wilkes <laughs> yeah and they um i've also been watching it I, I started out really liking it and then got a little bit bored but then once they started going back to tell like the history of how she grew up yeah that episode's really great yeah i was getting a little bored by the uh the stories of the people around them mm-hmm. but uh yeah once they brought it back to to annie's story it, it suckered me right back in. Yeah, there's like a mob kind of subplot. Um, yeah. Which is like, it's interesting, but it's not why I'm watching the show. So I was getting exactly. a little frustrated. <laughs> and, I, and then they would like have a single scene in the movie that was spooky. Like there's something going on with this house that people are going to and like doing weird shit at. Um, right. And, and there's like, like something creepy underground. And, yeah. yeah. And then they would just like, like why keep talking going back about to that? this father and his sons. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I don't care about that fucking dog. Let's go back to the creepy thing. <laughs> I feel like the first ca- the first Castle Rock season was similar to that. We haven't we haven't tried this because we were we fell off the first one and we were mm-hmm. very frustrated with it because I love Bill Skarsgård and I wanted mm-hmm. to see that. I wanted to see it do so many cool things, but I just felt like they they went off like so many so many branches and there's so many different stories and so many different people. Yeah. And the main story just didn't go anywhere. And we were like, what the fuck is going on with the story? Like there didn't seem to be any point to anything that was happening. And we just stopped watching it. And so I was afraid to watch the second season. Well, it has nothing to do with the first season, which my friend Ashley is mad about. Cause she wants to know, she wants answers about season one. <laughs> That's just never going to happen. Uh, when you watched the first season, uh, did you watch it basically uh, all at once? Like, did you binge the episodes one after another? Or did you watch them weekly as they came out? No, yeah, we watched them as they were coming out. Okay. Uh, so recently, before uh, the second season started airing, we actually went back and rewatched the first season. And see, I was super frustrated with the first season for all the same reasons you just expressed. Um, and I felt like on rewatch when we were binging it one episode after another, it went so much more smoothly. Like, I feel like it's one of those shows that watching it weekly just does not fucking work for it. Mm. I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah. When they get into that world building bullshit of like this gang nonsense or this woman's fucking real estate nonsense, like you don't give a shit really. Like you get why it's there. It adds some texture to the world. Sure. And it it eventually comes in this full circle in one way or another, but it doesn't really pull your, it doesn't really keep your attention as well as a lot of the other things. Um, So if you're able to jump to the next episode where you're going to hit that fast paced, creepy shit right in your face. Yeah. 
I mean, I feel like that's not a new thing for Stephen King, you know, like for his stuff to just not translate well into TV. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's just a matter of like finding the right screenwriter, the right director. Like it's always been a struggle to take his stuff and translate it properly into a TV show. I've actually been thinking a lot about that lately. Um, He's having such a huge moment right now, which is which is great. And for people who love Stephen King, like quite a lot of us do, that's that's wonderful. But it seems like a lot of his stuff that's being adapted is a lot of a lot of stuff that is quite the same. And I feel like his popularity right now is going to really stall and really plateau and maybe even just hit a fucking wall because people are going to get sick of seeing the same thing over and over again when all of his adaptations are choosing from the same fucking well over and over again. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how this, it's like, it seems kind of generational. Like these are the, the people who are making these shows are the ones who like their mom subscribed to like the Stephen King book club or whatever. And they like stole the paperbacks and they saw the, the like eighties movies adaptions of his stuff. And I'm just wondering how, how that and like how the love of that leads to what we're seeing now. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And he, it's not like he himself, like as a writer, has a one track mind. Like he, he absolutely does write in a, di- a diverse kind of way, and his mm-hmm. stories very much vary. But what we're seeing come out of his adaptations right now, like what studios are choosing to put out, it seems like it's in a very narrow path. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like Stephen King is cool, but only like certain things are yeah, okay. Like, um, I'm excited his next because every time uh, like a new pre-order is ready, I get an email about it. So I have the his next book pre-ordered, and it's um, a bunch of short stories. And I always really love the short stories because he does like kind of go in totally different genres and like flavors of horror. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like I was just thinking about one. Yes. Uh, Saturday. Um, before we went to go see Dr. Sleep, we went and had a nice lunch at Applebee's because <laughs> we did it for the goof, but also because we like unironically love chain restaurants. Um, and I was reminded of a story of his that's literally just like a guy whose father has dementia. And once a week, they like go and have an Applebee's lunch and he orders the same thing every week. And like the the story has like very little to do with horror. It's just how this guy is like really struggling to cope with his aging father and like gets into a car accident. And then this guy is like super, obviously this, the other guy caused it, but then like comes really hard at him and is like, you're going to have to pay for all of this. And he's clearly an asshole. So he just like unloads on this guy and like beats him up. So it's like, but that's not like going to be associated as like a Stephen King story. Like how like Stand By Me is like, oh my gosh, that's a Stephen King story. I want more of those things. Yeah, he's such a he's such a diverse writer, but it it really just feels like they're just like there's a certain line of thought that producers want to pull from for him. In the Tall Grass kind of feels like a good example of that. For sure. Where it's also, it's an idea that's really interesting, but they make it too big for the screen. Like, they go in too many different directions. We kind of made our uh, our checking in and Rex kind of vlog <laughs> there, but we do actually have kind of a topic here. Um, this week, we managed to get on the topic of weird internet finds, and we decided we really want to share it with uh, you all. Our lovely listeners, you're all so beautiful and smell amazing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Creepy. (laughs) Super creepy. Uh, To be fair, there are just tons of weird shit to find on the internet, but let's talk about some of the fun and spooky variety. I'm going to start off here with this bizarre uh, series that I stumbled on. Uh, So for the life of me, I can't figure out how I stumbled onto this series, but um, BuzzFeed has this whole unsolved series. And then within that unsolved series, they have a supernatural unsolved series. And um, when I found this, I 
kind of did a deep dive and just sat there and watched way too much of it. It's uh, these two hosts, Ryan and I don't even remember the other host's name, uh, where they go around and uh, check out people's houses that they say are haunted. They, um, oh my God, they were at Moon River Brewing here in Savannah. Oh, you've told us about that place. And Sorrel Weed, haunt- and Sorrel Weed House. That's That's here too. Interesting. Those two I didn't get to. But um, yeah, they go to haunted places. They check out haunted things. They uh, go to their their friends' places. And uh, they just basically go around checking out things that are claimed to be haunted or, you know, possessed or shit like that. Sh- Shane is his friend. Shane, thank you. Ryan and Shane. I have feelings on this. <laughs> They're not good feelings. But I'm going to say that right off the bat. <laughs> it's an interesting series. It's uh, it's entertaining in that they give a lot of background information. Like, they, they, they really do kind of... They do their research, which I appreciate. Not a lot of uh, uh, ghost hunting kind of shows do enough research. They'll just mm-hmm. be like, oh, we're here. We have this weird feeling. And let's turn on this equipment that we're not even going to tell you about and um they just wander around and and that's that um but these guys they actually do a deep dive into the history of a place before they bring you in there and they they tell you what's going on which i i do like that part of this all however um the hosts are kind of obnoxious (laughs) especially ryan um who i feel is just like Begging to get slapped by a demon. (laughs) (laughs) Like he literally on the Annabelle episode went in and um, asked Annabelle to do something bad to him. Like literally asked her to do bad things to him. They also don't try to solve anything they try to (laughs) they go in and like rustle up some spirits and try to like fuck with shit while they're there and then just just be like oh guess it's unsolved Mm. good luck with that that ghost that we angered that's irresponsible yeah it's irresponsible as hell i feel like um you know their whole shtick right is that ryan is the believer and then shane is like the skeptic science guy the Mulder and Scully. Yeah, right. Which, as somebody who is, you know, you guys know I'm not a big fan of ghost hunting shows normally. Um, I actually appreciated that approach to it. And I appreciated that there was a balance of like, oh my God, things are going to happen with the other guy. Sort of like, oh, this is not real. This is not real, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, Ryan strikes me as that guy that like, yeah, he's the believer on the show. But he also is kind of he reminds me of like me as a teenager like he just really wants something to happen he just really wants something to be real and to like make things interesting and fun but i don't totally believe that he believes you know <laughs> which is why it strikes me that like he says stupid things like that cuz i don't think he totally i don't think he totally commits to the idea that something bad's going to happen to him is ryan the little one or the tall one ryan's the little one the guy that that is the ghost believer so Shane is the tall, obnoxious one. Yeah. Yeah, that I, I thought you were confusing them because I'm like, I think Shane's more a lot more obnoxious than Ryan is. Yeah, Shane, yeah, that was, I must have misspoke there. So it's Shane the one. Shane is the one that's definitely gonna get punched by a demon at some point. Yeah, well he just really plays up that whole like, I don't believe in this shit kind of thing, you know, and goes in and like Bleh. Yeah, like I, I I definitely get the the whole dynamic that they're going for there, but he is so fucking obnoxious with it. My God. <laughs> I do think they're kind of cute. I fell into it. I fell into it and I kept watching. Uh, the, first, the first video I came across, I wasn't sure. When you go into BuzzFeed's Unsolved Supernatural, their YouTube channel, there's like a whole bunch of different types of videos that they do, and it's not always them. There's, a, there's like a couple of other hosts that I've seen on there. Um, and they're not always like, I wasn't sure what part of it you were watching. So the first thing I clicked on was some video about like the history of Bloody Mary. And that was the most 
boring, <laughs> most boring video about Bloody Mary I've ever seen in my life. Like, I don't know who was doing it, but the narrator, just like flat monotone voice that never changed through the entire video. I was like, this is going to put me to sleep, whether Bloody Mary's in the mirror or not. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> um, and then I came across the actual like ghost hunting videos, and those were a lot more fun. There's- but I watched a ton of them. I, f- I was pretty entertained by them, and I think it- I think it's cute how they sort of, like, I don't know. There was one, was it some kind of old city jail, I think is actually the name of it. Yeah. They went into that, and they, like, and they seemed... You know, they seem generally spooked by it, but then they came up with this idea that, like, oh, we're each going to go in by ourselves, you know? And Shane did his, like, obnoxious, like, yelling at the ghost thing, you know, and then came out and kind of giggled about a couple things. Like, he left something on the floor for Ryan to trip on because he thought it would be funny if he got spooked by it. Um, And then came out and, like, made it sound like he saw things in there, but he really didn't just to get Ryan, like, worked up. And then sent Ryan in, and Ryan was like, you could tell that he was creeped out to the point that he couldn't he couldn't handle the silence. So he like ran through a good part of the jail, like screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> and they kept sort of cutting to Shane sitting outside, and he could hear him yelling from outside. Like <laughs> and they were letting you hear what it sounded like outside the jail, and you could just hear Ryan on the inside like shouting. And it was interesting because you could tell that, like, you know as friends that Shane seemed somewhat concerned for <laughs> the well-being of his friend inside the jail because he was obviously really scared. Um, and inside the jail, when they showed the videos of of Ryan in there, you could tell that, like, he was making a lot of noise to try to, like, cut the tension, you know? That, like, he was so nervous being in that place by himself that he just felt like making loud sounds was m- making it more comfortable for him. <laughs> so, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I'll probably watch some more of them. Lavinia Fisher was was um, uh, executed there. Who was the first? Her and her husband um, murdered people and reported to have been the first female serial killer in the United States. Um, yeah, they had some weird thing going on in their house where they had like a they would like rob people and then they had like a a drop like a door in the floor of the house or the bodies would fall down and they dismembered them and Sweeney Todd style. Yeah. And she apparently uh, led a, an escape at one point there was a, let me see, what were they saying? There was something interesting that happened. 1886, an earthquake damaged the tower and the top story of the building. And during the earthquake, um, she led um, like 20, like 20 people like to climb over a wall and escape from the jail. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's an interesting episode because they, they like sit in her room and they try to talk to her and, you know, with their whatever their little voice machine is. Yeah. I actually like their their weird voice machine. It's kind of cool. I don't know what it is. Like, what is this machine that they keep turning on? They explained it in one of the episodes. Is it one of the ones where it like has a library of words that the ghost can choose from? And it like says words out loud? No, it's what they explained it as was that it um, pulls environmental effects uh, like uh, it like temperature, um, air quality, like mm-hmm. I, like all kinds of different environmental changes to create possible words that a ghost might be saying. How would somebody even like? know how to make that <laughs> i know right like it's it's super weird like I, I really want them to go into a lot more detail about how exactly this works well it sounds like these two guys do not know how it works <laughs> i know <laughs> maybe not the best you to describe that right but they're i mean it's an interesting series it's it's a lot of fun the fact that um they're a little obnoxious and a little <laughs> A little bit out there didn't deter me from watching a bunch of the the uh, shows here. I have tried to watch, tried to listen to, and get into last podcast on the left, but it's like the same situation. Like you guys do a lot of good research and you cover cool topics, but I just can't handle your personalities. I went through that same thing with them. Like I keep Mm -hmm. hearing so many people talk about how great they are and they really do put together so much amazing information. But like, I feel like I'm being 
hit by that information. Like mm-hmm. it's like a road sign that they're smacking me in the face with while in, when I'm listening to it and mm-hmm. I, you can't get away. And I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast or just in real life, but um, there's also a podcast called uh, Small Town Crime. Small oh yeah, town I think murder. you had mentioned that. Yeah, it's that's kind of the same, but those guys are like at least lovable jerks. Yeah. Um, so like I can handle it. Yeah, I think uh I think I just need a little bit of a, a slower, less loud in my face approach to all of that information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoy, I enjoy their silliness. I think that's what makes it more enjoyable for me is that they're silly and goofy about it and not the, you know, they like some of the ones that you try to watch are just like kind of douchey, you know, dudes just like, come on, man, come on, <laughs> come on, where are you? Come on, you want to mess with me? Come on. But I literally heard Shane say those same things on one of these BuzzFeed episodes. <laughs> I think it was the Lowy Lane episode, actually. That yeah, that was the one that like I felt I felt bad for that girl. Like I don't know if she was actually being haunted or not, but like they just came in and like made her feel more scared of what was happening. And then they're like, all right, and then bounce. Yeah, it, yeah, they're like, our job here is done. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, they were they were seriously like, well, if there's something here, we riled it up for you mm-hmm. later. Thanks a lot. <laughs> she's like, great. Now the thing in the bathroom yells at me instead of talking quietly. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so uh talk to us about spc oh i i did it backwards it's scp i spelled it wrong in the doc um scp stands for secure contain protect and so spc foundation is a collection of documents of documentation about um it really runs a gamut it's uh, cryptids, it's anomalies, it's um, it's strange, unknown things that are uh, that this uh, what am I trying to say? That this fictional foundation um, catalogs and and studies and makes and contains. Um, so it's very in the realm of creepypasta. Um, and as I have been reading through them, it's very like Welcome to Night Valley. Like some, some are very, very horror-y. Some are very like sci-fi-y. Some are just fucking weird and like silly. Um, But the, it's like, it's really fun. Um, If you go on scp-wiki.net and then just hit random um, and like kind of go through and read some things. um, It's a, it's a really good rabbit hole to go down. I love SCP. I used to spend many, many times hours on there oh it's so much fun and it's it's a little intimidating just how much stuff is on there and like there's also like it seems like there's stories and it's there's it's just a big community um but I think just clicking on random getting a taste for them that's a really fun thing to do absolutely scp-087 is a staircase that appears to descend forever the staircase is inhabited by SCP-087-1, which is described as a face without a mouth, pupils, or nostrils. Awesome. So these articles like talk about how this thing is contained, where it's contained, what kind of like monitoring it needs. Um, and then it get and then there's like the history of how it was discovered, any incident reports of like what has happened since they've been watching it. Um, and then sometimes things have like like photos or art attached to it of like what these things look like. Um, It's super fun. There's another one that um, SCP-1171 is a home whose windows are always covered in condensation. By writing in the condensation on the glass, it is possible to communicate with an extra dimensional entity whose windows are likewise covered in condensation. This entity bears significant hostility towards humans, but does not know that the foundation members are humans. Uh, So it's like, it's like weird places and like weird haunted objects and then creatures. It's a, it's a really cool mix of things. I love it. It's been a while since I've been on there. So I need to do another deep dive. 
Yeah, me too. I think I probably mentioned it when we were talking about creepypasta things in the past. Yeah, maybe. But since you guys had had been starting a list of like fun, weird internet finds, <laughs> it immediately made me think of this. Yeah. <laughs> I think this whole episode came up kind of by accident because I posted about the site that I was following and then Jackie was like, oh, I've been watching this other thing. And we're like, all right, well, there we go. I guess that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. What is what is this next bow? Um, let's see. Let me close this other one. So Nexpo is a, a YouTube channel that I came across. Um, I think I originally came across it because um, he has a series of videos called Disturbing Things. Um, and there's like nine or ten volumes of it. There's nine volumes. The last one was just posted a month ago. Um and I started, you know, like following them backwards and going, okay, I'm going to watch eight and seven and six. And then I realized he has a whole YouTube station. Um, so basically it's like, it's, it's all different, like disturbing things that this guy has found around the internet. And he does try to do his own amount of like limited research is, you know, kind of doing a paper trail, if you will. Some of it involves like things that are discovered on Reddit. Um, some of it is like kind of more urban legendy stories. Um, some of it is, I will say this is a, a, a good kind of trigger warning for everybody. Some of these things are actual, like, real crime stories that he's talking about. And will occasionally there will occasionally be some graphic and disturbing videos, um, like things that happened that somebody captured a video of. Um, although he's really good about, like, popping up a warning before they play to say, you know, like, this is going to be disturbing graphic. Um so, you know, sometimes it can be sometimes it can be a little extra chilling because it's like a story about a stalker or a story about, you know, somebody who people think may be being abused or something like that, you know. Um, and then sometimes it's like. But I, I don't know, I feel like this is the kind of thing that you guys would really love, especially Sierra, because it's this kind of like following threads, you know, back through the Internet of like. Mm -hmm oh, this picture showed up and there's this weird thing in the background. And then you find out that like, or it's like, and I've looked up some of the Facebook pages that he references in here. Um, like there was a, a real crime story he talked about um, on the most recent disturbing things about a man who killed his wife and his two dogs. And like, oh, not the dogs. <laughs> That always gets me. Yeah, like, apparently, everything was, like, apparently normal. It was an engaged couple. And then all of a sudden, one night, the guy started, like, posting unending weird shit on his Facebook page. Um, like, just post after post after, like, um, update posts. Mm -hmm. um, and all of them had, like, weird, you know, like, stuff like, oh, I've done it now. Or, like, you know, two-for-one deal. Like, weird shit. And, like, and I looked it up. Ooh. I searched for him on Facebook, like, those posts are actually on Facebook. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, they're still there. And, you know... Fucking oh, no. scary. <laughs> you can see now that they've got, like, thousands of comments on them because people that watch it are going there and commenting on it. But, you know, it's... Yeah, it's creepy because it's, like... And they're, they're like, minute... They're, like, each one is, like, a minute apart. So it's almost like he's walking around, like, just constantly posting and posting and posting and posting. Um, and it's the, not the not the only one that I've seen in these stories of like where some kind of crime happens. Somebody goes off the deep end and they just decide to like make it completely public, you know, and like have their breakdown on social media. Wow. But it is, it's, it's a serious rabbit hole. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's been doing this for quite a while. It looks like I mean, there's ones from a couple of years back up to a couple of weeks ago. Um, so there's tons of material on here. It's yeah, it's interesting. And um I just kinda I started and of course now my YouTube is like full of recommendations of like <laughs> of like top ten things. <laughs> yeah. Top ten scary things, top ten weird things. Like, oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you want to go down a rabbit hole on YouTube one day of just like watching, you know, montage videos of weird shit that's found on the internet. <laughs> this guy's this guy's station is a good collection of them. <laughs> It's called Nexpo, N-E-X-P-O. Nice. Nightmares Expo. Well, I've got some uh, more lighthearted things to close us out on here with our uh, weird internet finds. What? 
We don't do lighthearted around here. What are you talking about? Sometimes we do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So just before Halloween, uh, Drew and I were asked uh, by Jupiter Broadcasting to put together an extras episode on our rather extra obsession with Halloween. Uh, So that's out there. It's a 27th episode. It's extras.show slash 27. And we talk about how we met while being zombies. Cute. A tale as old as time. (laughs) Is the show just like, this is the story of someone who's super extra about this specific thing? No, (laughs) no, but it should be. It does sound like it would be. Uh, No, it's, it's basically just kind of random stuff that the, the Jupiter broadcasting crew wants to put together as like a side uh, show kind of stuff, but not like a sideshow, like a side space show. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of Jupiter Broadcasting, they also have a show called User Error, which is basically just a bunch of nerds getting together and talking about whatever they want. And um, on their most recent episode, uh, these three nerds actually talked about their fears, their biggest fears. And it was actually a really entertaining conversation. Uh, it's in their 78th episode, and I think you guys might actually dig it. It's uh, it's pretty fun to listen to these three geeky boys talk about what scares the hell out of them. I love that kind of shit. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And lastly, uh, I just happened to stumble on this um, uh, video that's going around right now of metalheads getting their faces painted. They're like in corpse paint to begin with. Mm-hmm. And um, then they get their their corpse paint removed and their faces painted with rainbows and glitter and like <laughs> glitter all up in their beards and stuff. And it is like, it's absolutely darling and uh, wonderful. And then they go headbanging with the glitter and the rainbow paint. <laughs> Some wholesome content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's uh, there's some happy, lovely content for us all. I just shared a cute video for our Sirens Facebook page. If you guys want to check it out, it's a, it's an, a rendition of Thriller being done in a retirement home. Nice. <laughs> with Very a bunch nice. of adorable old elderly people sitting down with... <laughs> Zombie makeup on. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and uh, if you have not checked out our um, Twitch page lately, we are going to start streaming some stuff on there. It might be in the middle of the night. <laughs> it, it will be, be if Jackie, be on Jackie time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if I do it, it'll be in the middle of the day when everybody's at work. <laughs> so the two most inconvenient times. <laughs> <laughs> it'll either be at three p.m. or it'll be at two a.m. Three a.m. <laughs> that just reminded me. I didn't think to recommend it, but we started playing the new Luigi's Mansion. Oh, how is it, uh, Tucker and I? And I am not. I don't play the video games. I'm very my hand eye coordination just doesn't translate to a game controller um so i've been playing gooigi who has very little uh like big responsibility in the game but i can go along and help and it's been very fun are you guys playing two player Mm -hmm, with the switch Uh, yeah i played that for four hours during extra life i did extra life last weekend oh hell yeah nice yeah and i played four hours of it i couldn't stop I couldn't stop playing it. It was so cute. The cutest ghosts and it looks so good. Yeah, Gooigi is a uh, a goo substance that comes out of Luigi's uh, machine on his back, so he can like mm-hmm. he can like clone himself into a into a slime version. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super cute, and there's some really fun, really fun little ghosty things in there. Mm-hmm. Is that out for uh, PC too, or just on the Switch? I think it's just Switch right now. Oh, we need to switch so bad. Yeah, just came out like a couple weeks ago. Well, on that note, uh, enjoy this lovely outro. Thank you for calling the Sirens to Scream Horror Hotline. For more horror news, follow us on Twitter, Sirens Podcast, Instagram and Facebook, Sirens to Scream. And if you want to get in touch with us, email us at sirens at sirensofscream.com. Melissa, where can uh, users find you? You can find me at Lissa Punch on Twitter and Instagram. Sierra, how about you? 
um, at Sierra Houck. It's H-O-U-K and Sierra with an S. With an S? Mm-hmm. Dang. Mm-hmm. Fancy. And I am Jackie the Robot on Twitter and Instagram. 